Don't ask anybody that's worked at Arby's what those, what that beef comes from. Yeah. Or do. You'll it... enjoy it. <laughs> it's a log. Or not a it's log. It's a living liquid. liquid. <laughs> yes. yes. It's the mother. It. You got to take it from the mother. and It's a bag of liquid it. that they have to put into a certain temperature. Basically, like, they have to sous vide slop into a form. <laughs> got to hit slop. it right. Otherwise, it'll come alive. Sous vide slop. <laughs> Practice, jerk practice, sketch boys love to reminisce, yeah. Yo. Hey, what's going on? Nothing, man. How you doing? Good, man. Sorry about the delay. It's alright. It's alright. No problemo. Uh, well, welcome to the Jerk Practice Podcast. I'm Hans. I'm Casey. And I brought us hot in, so since I mentioned delay, because I just raced home. <laughs> this guy, <laughs> I love truck drivers. So uh, I had to make a tight to catch Casey here, to catch you, because um, guy was late dropping a delivery off at work. It was a big freight. Mm-hmm. This guy pulls in, you know, it's like a half an hour after, like, cutoff time, which is five, like where they normally are and it just parked just if you guys it's a big property casey you know it you kind of wind mm-hmm. your way yeah. in and obviously a freight truck kind of has to wind his way in he's just waiting at the end of the end of the road it's like motherfucker God. i was like i got the message that you're gonna be here like this you know it's only on the days when you're like i'm gonna fucking bounce i got on the minute do. i'm right yep. there and that's oh, yeah. when the bridge is up or you hit the traffic Anyway, so this guy's waiting, and I'm waving him, like, come in. And I finally, I'm like, I hot-footed over to him. Rolls down the window. The most trucker-speeded, drugged-out eyes you could see. I was (laughs) like, this guy. And normally, and, uh, you know, it's a a tough job. And for the most part, I love the guys that do it, because I deal with freight a lot. But they're normally, like, kind of older guys or, like, a little gruff, like, you know, road-hungry guys. This guy was young. This kid was young. Young and hungry? And he opened. He's like, uh, what do you want me to do? I was like, well, follow, come down the road. And I was like, this guy. Starts to back up. And he's kind of, like, weaving and backing up in the... I was like, what's going on with this guy? Of course, snail's pace. And, um... And, of course, like, like a badge on her, he finally... Ugh! I'm like, let me fucking hit my watch... Uh, gets out of the cab, taking his time. He just goes, just came here from Washington two days ago. I haven't slept in 48 hours. And I was like, oh, this fucking Oh, my God. That's making my stomach hurt. It's what I thought. And I was like, and now I got to deal with you for what should take 15 minutes. But I got a feeling. Sure enough, he's cracking his back. Got a nice property here. I was like, yeah, it's pretty nice. What you got for acreage? I was like, oh, it's pretty big acreage. <laughs> it's just like, no. Are you keeping your mouth moving to stay awake? Because yeah. I don't really want to talk to you right now. Oh, man. And then Jesse's moving moving with the tractor. And I just need to go over and confirm what he's pulling off and then keep mm-hmm. walking. But every time he stops me, he's like, you know, get a lot of wildfires in Washington. I was like, oh, for God's sake. Do tell. <laughs> Normally, if a guy is running late on a delivery... Those guys like will throw like the invoice out the window on their drive. Right. So we they slow finally... down to a crawl. Yeah. And let let that baby keep rolling. That's it. 
this guy. And then finally, I was like, all right, that that took a little less. You know, Jesse was um, doing a great job, like getting it out. And all I got to do is go over to get the piece of paper. <laughs> I just go over there. I was like, all right. I go over and this guy, like he's uh what is it? Like, you know, like if you like somebody loses a bet and they're like hand over their five bucks, but they won't let it go. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, he doesn't, I don't even have a paper invoice, but he's, I was like, oh, is it digital? Is it digital? You need me to sign something? Email it to me. Pulls it out. And I think it's, I think it's like his digital, like uh, whatever tablet for me to sign, but it's his fucking cell phone. Cause he's looking for photos <laughs> of his hemp farm. That went under in Washington to show me wildfire, probably <laughs> just like, burned to the ground. I was like, "This is exactly just like, yeah." I just, ah, man, I just got to show you. That, you know, I was big into the hemp game, and they started going into it. And I was like, "Uh huh." And he's like, "Can't get a signal out here. You gotta." And I was like, "No, you just can't. <laughs> nope, no, 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 no signal. No, no, no. No, signal. <laughs> no charger. No signal. No stool. No cot." Oh, and then finally. This fucking guy, like, he, uh, I was like, you need me to, you, you just got it? You need me to sign anything? He's like, I just need a name. Uh, uh, so I, you know, gave him my name and then he ugh, scoots over, gets into his cab, and I'm already, like, got my, I was like, Jesse, I got a piece out. I already got my bag and I'm in my car. Right, you're, ja- you're putting your jacket on already. <laughs> Keys are in your hand. Uh, and I, of course, I'm behind him now as he's, just taking it and it's beautiful property but i like i'm like i'm going around this guy in the fucking driveway so i go around him he rolls his window down like hey and i go hey and i just zip zip around (gasps) him but i love that shit he's like remember that remember that story i told you when your eyes glazed over (laughs) about 20 minutes ago here's a bunch of pictures more the uh pictures of your farm in washington that is the driest, like, that's the modern equivalent of sort of, like, a, your your spoon collection. Oh, yeah. Try to think of something that you just, hemp farm may, I guess land translates if it's beautiful land, but literally if it's just pictures of green plants and he's just swiping. Right. Oh, take a look at this one. And then this one. And then this one. It looks like, like weed, just, isn't it? It's not. Don't get high, though. Okay, here, let me tell you a thing about hemp. And it's like, oh, wildfires, they go in Washington. So they get in Washington. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she skirts us. I was like, fucking A. And the thing about it is that we talk about small talk. Even if I had nowhere to be, if this guy's about to scroll through a fucking hemp catalog, like, come yeah. on, dude. But, uh. I'm, I'm with you. Like, I have to be in the mood for it. <laughs> Can you imagine? Otherwise, I just, I just glaze over and go uh-huh yeah yeah and i totally respect other people's passions and hobbies but i don't yeah. personally want it like can you imagine you you're doing a different job you're dropping mm-hmm. something off and you go ah, just drove columbus straight through haven't slept yeah you like sketch comedy let me show you some. Let me show you some videos. It's like i was in a troop about uh <laughs> 15 years ago <laughs> Early aughts, early aughts oh, sketch troupe. Oh man! And then just show them some old videos. Break out old jeans. Oh, that's and that's what it is, man. There's nothing sexy about what we do. Just it, it's the hemp farm to whomever yeah, you're on the other side. The... You can be like, remember, uh, 
Uh, a few years ago, I uh, took pictures of boobs. You want to see some boobs? No. Like, that. Yeah, yeah. It's, you'd think it's enticing, but this isn't the time. I don't care about your hobbies, sir. Not on your phone. <laughs> no. It's just a picture. It's just a picture of somebody else's picture that was posted online. Yeah. It's not even like you took them in, in the wild yourself. <laughs> just here's my album and my phone pictures of other pictures of people's boobs. That's actually great. Two things I want to do in my life now. Have <laughs> have a different job where I push my videos on somebody, which I kind of already had, but it was on other comedians who certainly don't give a shit about other people oh, for the God. most part. Anyone they don't want to see your stand up or your oh it's, less the guy your family members and other comedians are kind of neck and neck for who gives the, the least, least amount of shit, shit about yeah. what you're doing. You'd pray for U-Haul drivers. They would need something. <laughs> they got something to keep yeah. them up. I better wash jeans again. Take some more drugs. <laughs> this guy, I hope he's still on the road. Jesus. Um, I can't. That trucker shit. Do you think there's oh. ever going to be a gr- the great shift? Sort of like how cabbies in New York used to mm. be like the old Italian guys, the old Irish guy with the hat. And then, like, that generation of cabbie retired. Yeah. And, like, your stereotypical trucker will give way to, like, a newer version of the trucker. Will that change? Or do you think trucker will always remain the same? Convoy? Uh, I have a sad answer for that. After all this jazz about this physical trucker, two things Robots. Is he racing a robot like John Henry? Yes. It will be robots. That's down the road sooner than we like to think. Jeff Bezos in a goddamn cowboy oh, yeah. hat coming out of a big dong that just orbited so space. many That things. is the dongiest looking. I'm not the first. I can't be. But I look at it and I just go, no, CNN course. anchors should be talking about how much of a dick that looks like. You see, all I saw was memes of Dr. Evil and Bezos and then the... That great bit in fucking uh, Austin Powers where they keep not saying dick right. and keeps jumping. That's... I was like, come on. I know rockets are phallic looking, but you had to. You had to and that's his own on it. personal escape pod. Of course it is. Of course it is. I Which mean, Which even makes it more evil. It and is. And more shitty. It is so, you know, it's it's the trope of like the midlife sports car like look at my you know look at my dick but don't uh it's like we just had the fourth of july bastille day is just cooling down like jeff bezos take it easy dude because this is the let them eat cake shit if you're dropping billions of dollars to take a fucking dick rocket into space you're going to come back and someone's going to stick a fucking pitchfork in your neck. Based on the video I saw of them giggling and hugging each other and the three minutes of zero gravity they were in. Like, I was like, this is just the worst advertisement for whatever this is. I mean, it's an amazing thing. Yes, space travel is going to be sure. whatever it is for the long for a long time of our life. It'll be idiots going up for five minutes and giggling and huggling, huggling like those goobs. But. Um, what was I getting at? Robots. Oh, it's just that like now it's going to be this country club of yeah, like these are billionaires who look down on millionaires. These are people like this. Jeff Bezos pees on millionaires if they you know what I like. They're just useless to him. And you know what it's going to be? 
It's going to be the hemp farm to anybody else. I swear to God, Jeff Bezos could have been driving that truck and gotten out and been like, Cowboy hat, I got obviously. some, you know, just in space. You want to see some video of me in zero G? No, I have no, no, I no don't care. Way. I don't. That sounds so fucking boring to me. So boring. Could you like you're at you're at your fucking New World Order, build a burger party, yeah. Bohemian Grove. Yeah, that's totally like, hey, guys, did you see that thing? I went in space and there's like, <laughs> I don't fucking give a shit. I need to keep peeing on this. What what would they be peeing on? I don't know. Uh, what's uh, what's absurd to be peeing on to? Diamonds. I need to pee on this pile of diamonds. diamonds Look at yeah, that. Right. <laughs> I mean, we did light these diamonds Piss on diamonds. fire just yes. because they were worth they're they're worthless to us. That's the because I don't think you can set a diamond on fire. So that's the real. If you have enough right money, there. you can. And you then need you a little more kindling. Out. With this, uh, put some dollar bills under there. That's where I want to be. I, what do you think? Like, uh, obviously we're both like history nerds. Uh huh. So it's like, we know, like, follow, like the space program. We've done that. And like all space track, like the challengers, a, a, a horrific tragedy, you know, like all of those na- early NASA accidents where these at- brave astronauts like died for this. Ed White, yeah. How little do you think the world would have cared if Jeff Bezos exploded in that rocket? I don't think anybody would have shed a tear. I don't think so. I really don't think so. Which just he's... goes to show you the disparage. Like this man has a. He's basically King Midas for all intents and purposes. Yeah. And if he were to die in a rocket, I no one on the planet would care. And like genuinely care. People in the news care because it's something to talk about. It's, but it's, they don't actually care. I don't think so. And can you imagine had if he could just shift slightly with his position and his rocket blows up if he's somewhat kind, somewhat philanthropic? you know, somewhat um, uh, accessible, which he could be all of those things. Even Richard Branson is some of those things. If he paid his 1% in taxes, like rocket blows up, he would have the Superman statue in the middle of New York. They do a parade every day of the week. That's what's weird is like with so much means, you could do so many things a thousand times over to be like, he wants to clearly be the quote unquote coolest person in the world. He's got he's the richest person in the world. Sure. He's maybe the most business savvy in the world, most um has the most potential clout in the world, but he is beyond he's a tier under uh he's a tier under hemp farm and truck driver. I swear to God. I would rather see this guy's hemp than have a conversation oh, yeah. with him because he is like just so flat. Whereas he could just make some shifts and they would have a parade in his honor every year to which he would be like, ah, it's the people's parade. Let's have a global parade. And he would throw everybody fiery diamonds and be the coolest man in the world. Nope. Yeah. Oh, man. Could you, like, and I can just see it play out. It's like that beep, 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 things goes off. And he, George Costanza's over everybody to get his little dickhead escape pod. And then that jettisons. And then that just explodes and the rocket is fine. <laughs> so good. Just like that video of that guy who, uh, who was the flat earther and was like, let me prove it to you in that rocket. And it just went up. 
you see it go out of frame and then just <laughs> just fucking th- two minutes later that guy is dead uh, which is tragic but he wanted to prove the earth was it's really dumb he was really really yeah. dumb got uh, very flat very flat for that very oh, poor, yeah, he became soul. a flat earthling um uh-huh. uh yeah robots is the obvious answer but the more yeah. unfortunate answer coming swinging all the way back around from orbit to truck driving is it's the it, it got amazon there you go because all of these companies trucking companies mm-hmm. where a trucker could make a fucking living doing right. hard ass truck driving got bit, bought up by conglomerates that have a huge oh, turnover right. they fish these people in to like they're like don't you want to work on your own be a truck driver. In fact, we'll buy you a bus ticket out here, pay for your lodging while you get our training, and then you'll even own your own truck and start making your own money. Oh, but you that's fucking right. sell your soul to this fucking company that cares nothing about you. You actually end up having to pay into them because all they care yeah. about is point A to point B, and they can find any reason to ding you. At the end of the day, you end up paying to work off. A truck that's too. right i remember reading about that because they're like glorified they're basically indentured servants yeah it's awful it's... they lull you in and you sign the paperwork to own the truck right but then they just keep paying you less yeah they, so you they... have to it's gig work it's just gig work that's it. except you're tethered to this debt and they they told it's a total like um bait and switch because they're like Look, we, you could just work for us for, you know, like, you'd be getting a wage and insurance, but, like, you gotta be your own boss. In fact, you can own your own truck, and we need to know what you want to name your rig, because we'll paint it on the side. And then as soon as you sign that shit, because it sounds good, they're like, fucking, uh, Twilight Zone, Satan on your ass. Like, they just uh, fucking yeah. own you. So that's what's happening in the trucking. You have that as an option. Or, you know, it's just all bought up. All those, so mm-hmm. you don't have much, you know. Uh, so, so you got no glorified 70s trucking. No. Like those old trucker tunes. No. It's which be... I knew nothing about. My until dad... listening to that fantastic uh, a Cocaine and Rhinestones podcast. Is there a, a trucking, a convoy they episode, do, I would They imagine? do an episode that's about trucker songs, mm. and it's fascinating. I'm sure. Just the how they evolved, and I was like, of course. I remember hearing these songs. I didn't even think it was its own subgenre, but, but that yeah, was in that weird sense. post nineteen fifties. Like the image of a cowboy was sort of Jangoistic, and that's what your grandpa liked. Go west. We need a real. We need a real hero. So it's like these fucking truck drivers, man, trucking. Oh man, it's like it's like the uh, what is it? The cattle drive, you know, of the modern mm-hmm. era. They had a, um, I mean, it was a genuine, not just songs, but it was a genuine genre. Like Chuck Norris made a sweet trucking movie called uh, Breaker Breaker, where he's a kung fu oh truck driving fool who gets pulled over. What do you mean in a city that was just started by like some megalomaniac? It's like this is my town, and we stop trucks. And we rob him, and then Chuck. <laughs> and the weirdest part about it is his Chuck Norris sans mustache, and he is the weird prettiest looking. little lady you've ever seen. Beautiful, it's, it's beautiful like seeing, skin. Like, in in Return of the Dragon, when he fights Bruce Lee. Oh yeah. <laughs> if he if it wasn't for the giant carpet mat of a chest that he ha- chest hair he has, smooth face, man. It's like looking needs at the, that mustache. Yeah, it's edge. It, it's totally that's his. 
That's Otherwise, it's that right beautiful there. coiffed blonde hair. Yeah, he's smooth. Um, trucking. Oh, speaking of truckers, there was this. Keep forgetting to bring it up on the podcast. I told Ash about it. I know I mentioned it at work. There's a TV that faces the kitchen, so they turn it on that channel movie hub, which is just this channel that's built into the television that is up there. Okay. So it's just like, like a weird deep cut cable, like just weird station. And I, and last time I talked about it, it was like, it plays movies. Like if you had a dream, you'd wait, you try to describe it and it has people, you know, and things that seem normal, but you're like, Try, like trying to recall a, a movie in a dream. Like, yeah, so this yeah, was one of them. I looked up and I was like, oh shit, that's Bill Murray. Mm-hmm. In like pre, uh, like the renaissance, renaissance of Bill Murray. Yeah, pre-Anderson. Like, Pre-Bottle, uh, or um, Rushmore. All pre, pre Rushmore. Wes Anderson, Rushmore, yeah. Pre-Rushmore. And pre so it's kind of like, I don't know what this movie is. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh my god in heaven. What the fuck is happening? It's a two-hander comedy, Bill Murray, and a fucking elephant. Yeah, Operation Dumbledore. Road. No, not it. That's what I thought. A different Bill Murray elephant movie. It's called Larger Than Life. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's Bill Murray. Uh, I don't know if he inherits an elephant, if he finds it at a truck stop. I don't know. But Bill Murray and this elephant on the road. Being pursued by a very nefarious villain who is a trucker, played by Matthew McConaughey. Wow. And it is, in, like I said, the sound was off, so I'm just looking, so it's just all body language. So it's very a very dead-faced Bill Murray, because you can tell he's like, what the fuck, fuck am I doing? have I done? Yeah. I think this movie was the one that forced Pushed him to him. fire his agent fire, yeah. and just own the telephone. The mysterious Bill Murray telephone. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So the movie, it, it's like I told Ash about it. She found like the cover, the movie posters. Like it is beautiful and how schlocky and gross it looks. <laughs> but but the was, best part was, yeah. go ahead, was go watching ahead. it is McConaughey. Like, what do you think of when you think of McConaughey? Like, cool dude. Even young McConaughey, cool. Like, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, I can picture he's even slick in that. Yeah. Like, he's subdued, Smooth, even yeah. in that crazy-ass movie. This, fucking 11. <laughs> he's all hunched over and spazzy, <laughs> and you can just tell it was like, he got the script and was like, "What? I'll work, man, I gotta put food on the table, gotta make some money. Bill Murray? Hell yeah. Comedy? Hell yeah! I gotta up Murray, yeah. So it's just bonkers it's fucking bonkers every time there's a close-up his eyes are as wide as possible and he just has a very wide mouth he's got a mustache he's always hunched over just like jumping on stuff you're just like holy crap how mean do you think bill murray was on that set how cantankerous must he have just flicking lit cigarette butts his his way oh but he was in Operation Dumbo Drop, right? Am I mixing him That's up with someone? That's what I thought. Because I said, oh, what is this, um, Operation Dumbo Drop? <laughs> and one guy in the kitchen was like, no, dude, I know that movie. And that ain't Dumbo Drop. <laughs> That's so, like, as we say it, here. I'm just laughing at our real- a reality that is life where we casually can drop 
and know our, our communication and what we're signifying to each other. And we just go, that ain't Operation Dumbo Drop. Was it operating? Mm-hmm. The casual nature of dropping, no pun intended, the term Operation Dumbo Drop as a piece of pop culture, a- which again, as a piece of pop culture, it should be way down the ladder uh, under hemp farming, Washingtonian. It's, yes. But it's we're just like, forgotten. yeah, Operation Dumbo Drop, sure. I think it was a Disney film. They had to drop an, mm-hmm. an, an elephant into Afghanistan <laughs> to fight the Taliban or something. With, it's like, what the fuck? So we kept looking up at the movie because it was like, I gotta just try and figure out what's happening. And it is just fucking nuts. So, like, McConaughey wants to keep the elephant or sell it or something. You look up, and I assume this is we're building towards the climax, a dramatic crescendo. And all of a sudden, Bill Murray and this elephant are in like a southwestern Pueblo village. It's like a Native American community, and like lightning strikes a church. So the elephant and Bill Murray like prop the church up and save the children inside. <laughs> it is fucking. I get why Bill Murray nearly retired. I love, though, that obviously I'm like having I'm struggling drawn, but like that era when it was movies, 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 you could still like yeah. get budgets for a movie. Nothing had everything didn't have to be like gold, but you just needed that name. Like it, it's garbage for the arts. But when you look at a screen, you go, yeah, why is you know, why am I seeing uh, Joey Lawrence, whom I know? And mm-hmm. Steve Martin, who's very well established. Oh, here's a better example. Like, why am I watching a movie right here with F. Murray Abraham and um, <laughs> fucking Gandhi? What was his? Uh, ben. Um, oh, Ben Kingsley. Ben Kingsley. Both just off an Academy Award called Slipstream, which is the uh. worst <laughs> sci-fi movie you've ever seen, where it's like a mechanized android Jesus. And it is sloppy and looks like is. garbage. And you're just like, but yet, like, they're just hustling. They're hooping. They're gaming. Like, they're just making this. I'm I sure. love that era where names, like, you're like, this movie exists. I'm watching it. I'm tr- struggling because I've seen, mm-hmm. I've been to um, Blockbuster a million times. I can picture yeah. every single movie cover there possibly could be from this era to this era. What the fuck is this movie? And then you gotta watch it. You gotta at least like sit yeah. and try and establish what the well, hell it, it could it, be. No, it's the same thing, and it's like it's just like the dying breath of that old like old way it used to work. Like I'm talking like silent pictures. Like you open the newspaper and you just look at the name of the movie, and if you're lucky, there's a description. Or even better, cool, just the movie poster. And you just go, I like Blossom. Ooh, Joy Lawrence. <laughs> Joy Lawrence. There goes my $2. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'd love to unless see Because unless I call you on the phone, I'm like, Hans, did you see that Joy Lawrence picture? Nah, I haven't seen it yet. All right, well, I'm going to check it out. Well, yeah, but sometimes- There's no way to find out if it's bad or not. Someone's got to be the first man into the breach. But in in our era- there's always those movies where that's the movie for that one person who's like, yeah, for some reason I was taping, the I was taping a Christmas story on a free preview mm-hmm. weekend and oh, yeah, we kept the VCR the running. Yeah. So that one's on there. So I've seen the Lawrence Steve Martin movie 
a thousand times as a kid and I thought it was amazing because it was anything other than my real life. It wasn't I love that movie because it yeah. wasn't a book. <laughs> That's oh it. no, exactly. Because it meant you had I know exactly the feeling that you're talking about. Because I've watched countless terrible Ivanhoe. Just... I've seen Ivanhoe a thousand times. <laughs> <laughs> just because it's on a tape and just because it meant you had that much free time. Yeah. That you could watch three you could watch that tape. And it was like, Woo What'd you do with your Saturday, Hans? I crushed some of those tapes. What'd you watch? Return of the Jedi? <laughs> Ollie Hop Noodles Haven of Bliss? <laughs> and, and and big. What a day. I would stack those three high. I'd watch what would that be? <laughs> that's like uh three six nine times it's like 48 hours of television oh my god hours. yeah just fast we forward used through to one of them do because uh tbs would do it like terrible qu- quarterly maybe like twice a year but they would do a three stooges marathon mm. so i would like save up and have like mom dad here's five bucks can you get as many tapes as you can and just like whew, and just try and stay up and a watch the entire thing but also tape it so that next week i could relive the whole experience of oh, watching yeah. 12 hours of three stooges shorts those there is nothing. god forbid there's a movie because all the movies are terrible they are so separate isn't it a movie where they they start out on the um the train and they uh they're eating lobster and they're throwing away the meat and crunching the shells like tortilla. No, that's just that's one of the, the solid. Best. That's just that one of the great, the great bit. shorts. Solid bit right there. Uh, yeah, those would be worth revisiting. They're all fucking nuts. The one I saw was like that's my perfect middle. We had a tape and it was you know like Karate Kid one. Oh yes, I had Karate Kid one. Uh, Lethal Weapon, and nice. then the end was uh, Three Stooges go to Greece. <laughs> So they work at like a, a a soda shop, and then they're friends with the guy that lives next door, who's like a your classic Clark Kent nerdy scientist, of course. And then he he has invented a time machine, and so of course the three Stooges, being the three Stooges, fuck it up and break it. So they try mm-hmm. to fix it, and in fixing it, they to fix it they attach the fucking malt maker, and then <laughs> they travel all travel back in time from Athens, New York. To Athens, Greece. Oh, amazing. Inadvertently create this nerd, then, is they're all forced to row the boat. It's sort of like the beginning of Conan, where they put him on the wheel, and then he just grows giant. Same thing with this guy. So they, the nerd just rows this fucking boat across the Mediterranean in a GNC, and then he comes out, and he's all hunky, and they, he loses his glasses, and he just is Hercules. That's the... They invent uh, the legend of Hercules... Perfect. ...by... Having this hunk, leading this hunk around. It's so sad. I heard uh, I heard something insane. towards the end of the Three Stooges when they were down to Mo, who'd had two strokes. Uh, yeah. Larry, who was super sick and living in a home. Curly was fucking dead. And long Champ dead. was Champ dead. Champ was long dead. And so they had Curly Joe Dorita. And Curly great Joe Dorita. fucking name. But the last movie they made was f- color on it was like um on fi- on tape you know it was digital i've seen that and i got it, that it just you know, christmas fishing. stocking it was all they <laughs> did they were just out yes. on the lake fishing yes. 
What the it's just fuck a full is movie. this? Uh, but Mo died. Mo died in like the middle of the shoot. So it's some other guy in a fucking wig from behind. Mo wig. <laughs> it's so it's so weird. They were. It's they like must... a da- it's David Lynchian. It's so off putting and weird. Yeah, you don't want it. Yeah, they uh they must. You think about something like them, and you're like, who did they wrong on their rise? Because. The Lord striketh them down handily and through like, I don't know, they were throwing some, some weight around and somebody uh, slapped them. It's just like, uh, I think about that with those, it's, I guess with old Hollywood, there's something that's romantic to me about demise. I know that's not nice because mm-hmm. they're human beings, but it's like, yeah, um, Fatty Arbuckle, I was like, who was that guy riding the horse that somebody went to fucking take his ass down? And then you think about yeah. um, uh, uh, Groucho Marx. I was like, who is that oh, piece yeah. of shit? Were they looking to empty that dude's bank account as soon as he, the, it's like the it was fate. himself? No, I know. Totally. But it's just like the fate of these guys is crazy. Buster Keaton, not so much. That dude was no. a badass, but he became crippled after yeah. so much work. He well, did. The sad thing about him was he just like. Sort of like Chaplin, like Chaplin was the icon of the era, so he got to always be Chaplin. Yeah. Because he transcended and he had, I guess because his shorts had more heart, it's more of an arc. You can feel that, yeah, I um, think, yeah, Whereas Buster sure. Keaton's are straight up spectacle, they're funny, they're fucking nuts. But, so he gets to be the first one to be, he's the first, like, eh, gross. Silent movie comedian? Um, That's dumb. Yeah, drop it. I want to hear a joke. Like Groucho Marx, he's mean to people. Yeah. Cuts them down to size. Yeah, there's that romance, that demise of like having they, career just so many people well, like high on the hog and then the second sound comes out, they they all have voices like this. Like, you yeah. son of a bitch, how does that happen? <laughs> like, they literally don't know. It. Like, it's like they freeze on the camera, right? So like, these yeah. people are all actors and they're handsome or they're beautiful but they are only confident you find out because literally the director's like all right now go over here and do this all right and act shocked and like then they haven't 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 like if they're looking down the camera without like any direction just right you don't have to deliver a line or you got to stutter terrifying that's terrifying well one of the set like Groucho Marx deserves all the shit that fucking came down on him because he's a fucking prick. Yeah. They were making the movie uh, One Night in Casablanca. Uh Uh-huh. And they hired Buster Keaton to work on the movie. familiar. Go ahead. To write jokes for it. Uh Uh-huh. And it turns out it was just a fucking flex by Groucho Marx because he had a fucking hard-on for Buster Keaton because Buster Keaton was famous before he was famous. Yeah. And famous-er than him for a while. So every joke that Buster Keaton would bring, they're all like, he's a fucking crippled old man. He's happy to be there. Like, he brought, I guess, the and it's, the joke that killed it was he had a joke about, like, them trying to load a camel. And he's like, put a piece of straw on and they have the camel fall down. Okay, that's good. And Groucho Marx was like, you piece of shit, that's not funny. And, like chewed his ass just off the set down. and Groucho Marx was just like or, or Buster Keaton was like you know what I don't fucking need this shit I'm done like, yeah I fucking quit uh, I, I, and then I always think of the story of uh, Groucho Marx had uh, like a talk show for a while much later I'm talking like 60s 70s maybe even yeah. I'm thinking 70s 
and he had a young Bill Cosby on. And the rumor oh, is, right. like, they had to delay shooting or they almost didn't shoot because he's like, that fucking son of a bitch. His cigars are more expensive than mine. I'm not going out there. It's like, God, you fucking unholy prick, you. But, uh, what's his name? Uh, sound like a real good dude. The other guy, uh. Harpo. Harpo. Everybody loves his brother, Harpo. yeah. Yeah. He traveled the world. He was part of the Algonquin Club. Yes, that's which yeah. killed Groucho. Of all he course. wanted to do is be part of this elite, illiterati type thing, and they're all like, "No, you're a fucking asshole." He's like comedy Trump. Like, you're not he really, really wants to be part of like. Yeah. Oh like, yeah. Hundred percent comedy Trump. Yeah, comedy Trump. Hashtag. I mean, it, and 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 Bezos. You know, Bezos is comedy dick or whatever dick rocket. <laughs> what do we call that? Uh, that I guess that's mean now, but it's only it was in response to how much of an asshole he was. Best, like, counter to a bully nickname ever in high school oh, was yeah. dickass. Dickass, <laughs> and it fucking caught on like wildfire. Oh, oh that poor. It bastard. was the perfect amount of nonsensical. Yeah, and it worked because you call him dickass. He's like, fuck you, that stupid dickass, what's that mean? And he got really mad about it. Yeah. Fit him like Because it's a fucking stupid name. You can't make sense. And that's why it works. Stupid, yeah. Because he couldn't wrap his head around. He got mad about it and it didn't make sense. And so people were like, that's fucking hilarious. Yeah. I'm just gonna call him dickass now. And then the more and more he'd break it down and over uh analyze it. Like, what does it mean? I have a dick in my ass or I like asses and dicks? And you're like, it does (laughs) now. You're You're doing the work for me. Yeah, just Oh man! Oh, that poor. Oh, that there should be a chapter in the art of war called Dickass. There should be. That just, is a just meditate tool. on that. That should be in like a, a Confucian scroll. <laughs> like just meditate on that one word and your enemies. Sun, <laughs> Sun Tzu. I don't mean to mix philosophers. Casey, I got to get into it. We've already kind of yeah. touched on some stuff. Your birthday. Was a few mm-hmm. episodes back we talked about it, but yes. in true jerk practice fashion, I'm coming at you late. We got a birthday quiz for you, Case. Got it. Yes. You ready? As you ready. know already, but the audience mm-hmm. doesn't know. So what we've done? If you go back and listen, what a year ago when yeah. Old Meister Hen, the the elder of the group, one of the elders, sans Mitch, uh, turned forty. We had a fortieth birthday quiz for him. So we got to have one for Case. And I got one. I sent you some questions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You got the answers. I don't know them. In, uh, so only you. But I do have some Henning predictions on your answer. Yeah. Some yeah, yeah. Ash predictions on your answer. Of course, mine and my favorite, Meg's. Because some of them are very specific to what we've done with our lives. Like sketch comedy <laughs> oh, good. and the podcast. <laughs> And so Great. not only did I write her answers, I wrote her Fantastic. Her, her whole demeanor surrounding the answers. So I have some parentheticals here. So Perfect. you ready to take a quiz? This is your ready. life. Speaking of oh, Groucho. Oh, there you go. Which Groucho mark? There you go. I don't know. That was my Groucho. Uh. All right, Case. We start out with a basic Ooh. classic. If you were an ice cream flavor, which would you be and why? I go with, uh, I will start with Meg, very sarcastic, off to a weak start. Pistachio, because you're a nut. 
Hey. Hen. Pistachio. You grow into it. Uh, <laughs> Good, thank you. <laughs> uh, it's at, off-putting at first, but give uh, it some time. Yeah, it's perfect. And then uh, you got your, your lovely wife here. Lovely partner. Rocky Road. Because, oh, she <laughs> schemed. I kind of browsed hers. I don't want to get influenced, so let me see. She said Rocky Road because it's a complex yet comforting flavor. A very, very sweet answer. This one seems more true. Vanilla because... Oh, wait. She didn't tell you her answers, did she? Uh-uh. Ah, nice. Vanilla because you're gay. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I got a whole month to myself and a birthday? Fantastic. I love how somebody would conflate like a very fun and exciting and open lifestyle. Like being gay with vanilla. Uh, um, they're like, I don't, they, French dick vanilla. ass doesn't get it. Um, Briar's French vanilla. <laughs> uh, one of those sweet uh, cakes I always wanted. Uh, ice cream, like tiramisu looking wavy ice cream cakes. Remember the commercial for those? Oh, it was my like God, a Briar's. Yes. All it took for it, I was like, I can taste it as I imagined it back then because I've never had one. Never I didn't have, have one, one either. And in retrospect, I think they were $4, but they made them look so fancy in the commercial. My parents were like, that $4 we're like, might have been million They would turn the channel when that, when that came on because all the kids had come run. They're like, nope, don't even think about it. <laughs> Dream about it. No way. Not in this lifetime. Watch this Bill Murray McConaughey <laughs> feature because it's on. It's free. It's for free. Uh, vanilla because you Casey refers to himself as a midwestern dumb dad which fits drop into old H-bomb I think I'm on the midwest track as well I'm going size those old mm-hmm. blue bunny gallons cheap oh, pale. classic the pale very versatile reuse pale. the pale got oh, it yeah. keep the pale take it to old sandy shores or I was thinking Per our last conversation, how we get drunk and make the most regrettable food decisions, whether it be too spicy, too salty, late at night. Yeah. So I was thinking something with a high fat content. No nuts, no fruit. I think I'm my ultimately I think you went bubblegum. Bubblegum because it's a two for one. It's disgusting. It's a trick. You think it's yeah. a two for one because it's ice cream and then candy. But that ain't candy. That dissolves into a paste real quick. But I think you you know a good deal. So let's see what we got. I did Rocky Road, actually. Ooh. So it's funny that Ash guessed it. Yeah. Let's Ash. Ding one. Any uh, any reasoning? You just went Rocky. Classic. I just, for, like, for me, I just thought about it more in sort of like, I don't really like ice cream. Mm-hmm. But when I do, it's got to be, when I do, it's something... It's got got to be crazy. There's got to be a ton of shit in it. So you are you you and Ash can split. I because I was like, if it's Ben and Jerry's, I want the crazy one with the pretzels and the fucking you know I, ground up mm-hmm, <laughs> Smarties. I'm kicking myself. I thought I I should I was just gonna put salt salt man. Damn it! All right, Ash dinged it, dinged it. Number two, beautiful. This one, this one's crazy for anyone because other than your wife, maybe me because yeah. we've, we've been around each other in this vein. We were literally talking about it. Could possibly have any chance at this, but let's see. Casey, you're 12 years old. What's mm-hmm. your favorite movie? You're 25. 
What's your favorite yeah. movie? Now you're 25. We're going through the ages. Now you're 40. Yeah. What's your favorite World War II documentary about Hitler? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> favorite movie. Um, or I put a caveat. You could also and or choose a monologue. That's your favorite. Going back to old dumb dads. Can be a Shelby Foot from Civil War. Or I'm baseball. <laughs> or how he snuck a Civil War into baseball. Conflated the two. <laughs> Let's see. Oh my God, Megs is so good because she just doesn't care about us at all. Uh, she loves you. She just doesn't care about anything I do. Meg, when you're t- <laughs> when you're twelve, her answer yeah. was uh, Goonies because you and I were just watching it, which we were just watching it that day. So that is the least effort. Or Turner and Hooch because she saw a commercial for the new oh, show. Oh, for that Turner new Hooch. one. Um, no thanks. When you're twenty five, she said um, the same. Parenthetical. She's so lazy. And number 40, she cackled and said, uh, whatever that one where they pull the throat out, Roadhouse, or Born on the Fourth of July. Cackling. Very pertinent. Throat out. It's good, yeah. Throat rip. Let's see. We got Ash here. Ash is going 12-year-old Casey. She just really, oh, she has a good one for 25. 12, she's saying Rocky Rambo Jaws 2. She, I guess she, she she flooded it. 25, American movie. Beautiful mm-hmm. choice. Ah, yeah. really beautiful choice, actually, now that I think about it. 40, Band of Brothers. Oh, Master of the it. Flying Guillotine. <laughs> I don't know that one. Or uh, Alien. Ooh, Probably those are Alien. all fucking good. And Master of the Flying Guillotine's amazing. What Just is it? Watched it recently. Is it a real? Is what is it? It's a real movie. I think I mentioned it a f- few months ago. Like we, I'd heard part of a, a New Beverly podcast. Okay, New Beverly's the theater Quentin Tarantino sure. owns in Los Angeles. Um, I'd seen someone post. They were like, he did a podcast about kung fu movies, and someone posted a um to a movie website that just links. So it's just all the movie posters, and I just clicked on it because I was curious to see what movies they talked about. It and it was like thirty movies I had never, ever heard of in my entire life. So I was like, "Oh, that's interesting." And then I was like working on something that had had to do with some kung fu, and I realized I've only ever seen for kung fu proper kung fu movies. I'd only ever seen Enter the Dragon, like the basics. Return of the yeah. Dragon, and. Big Trouble in Little China. So I was like, I'm going to listen to that podcast and see what they talk about. Um, just because I, there was just, and I was like, I can't believe I hadn't like done a deep dive on these movies. Right. So I went through and like made a list and they talk about like creating triple features and double features because it's Quentin Tarantino and then his friends who run the movie theater. So they all have prints of these movies. So they're talking sure. about like doing the prints together with the trailers, which is super cool. Right. Um, so then I was like, cool, I'm going to look up these movies. And then a ton of them are on Amazon Prime. Oh, nice. For free. So one of them they list is this movie called uh, The Flying Guillotine. And it's as awesome as it sounds. It's just straight up. There's the evil emperor in China. Mm-hmm. He's sick of people fucking attacking him. Like, he's just, like, classic, cruel king. Like, he puts his feet up on a guy's back. Yes. And he's like, I want to never lose another war again. 
So here's all the money in the world. Make me a weapon. So this guy goes and makes this weapon called the flying guillotine. And it's straight up. It looks like a, it's just like a Frisbee. It looks like one of those like pill hats for, uh, when you, you know, like in, if you're going into the jungle, jungle, like an explorer, it's like Mortal Kombat. Yeah. So you, he basically, it's that with like saw, saw edges and then a chain. So you see this guy trying to invent this thing and then he starts practicing and basically it's like a ring toss. He throws it up. It falls over your head and you realize it opens up. So it sits over your head like a hood, like a beekeeper mask. Oh, and then he snaps the chain and spikes come out and they just rip, <laughs> rips your head off. That's So there's amazing. all these amazing shots of like, whoosh, 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 and this guy's head is just flying off on like a plate. I love the idea of this guy giving all these riches and the guy's like just put a knife on a hat no it really is it's just a knife hat just knife hat <laughs> Knife hat. I love and what's that. cool about the movie is the story like it's not like your straightforward linear like this is a good guy and a good guy fights a bad guy the guy that makes the weapon then trains a like team of commandos that specialize in the flying guillotine so the first two-thirds of the movie are just these training? like six dudes like training and then just murdering everybody during like a training session like try this guy no they they practice and then they all become good and then you just see them go out on missions and they're like <laughs> climbing on rooftops and then whoosh, 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 through the window and this guy goes hey Yink. his head just goes he's gone is it like the classic like do you literally see like this bad head pop off and blood spurt. Oh, oh so that good. Sounds real and then good. the team just like turns on each other. Like mm. that's the, the crux. And knife so hat then it, v. knife hat? Then it's just knife hats versus knife hats. That's fucking amazing. That's uh, definitely. That one is on. Uh, I believe it, that one is on Amazon. Prime. So we're checking it out. Because oh. they have, then they have a sequel that's like a super matchup with another Kung Fu movie, but. That's for another time. Knife hat too. That's great. Uh, I think I could. Uh, I could get close here. Twelve-year-old Casey. Yeah. Something taped off TV. Maybe <laughs> M- Empire Strikes Back, possibly. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah. Or Buddy Ross's mixed boobs tape. <laughs> <laughs> Those Two are all stolen. All There's stolen a boobs. special team of. Flying uh, guillotine masters that stole those tapes from us. Twenty five. I'm thinking we're just moving to New York, or we're coming off of uh, sneaking uh, views of Tyler, buddy roommate Tyler's sweet artsy collection. So I was thinking something artsy, or maybe MST3K out of all the the files I ripped offline. So I was thinking maybe yeah. about Schmidt, Space Mutiny, Forty. Ooh, those are good. That movie about the bear suit, speaking of Tarantino. Oh, my God, yes. Uh, Project Grizzly. Thank you. I couldn't think of the name of it. Project Grizzly or another World War II doc, probably Hitler one. Um, that doesn't help. Let's see. <laughs> Monologue. It's either Blue Hats from Field of Dreams or this is why that's amazing with Ash. That shit monologue from American Movie. Oh, shat on the walls, shat on the floor. Great monologue. Did anybody get close on this? Yes. Uh, I picked Star Wars, so you got, I would count your answer for 12. Nice. 
25 was American movie. That's Ash. Wow. It's Ash. Nice. And then uh, for 40, I just, I picked Ghostbusters. Mm, okay. The new, the remake? Yeah, the lady one. <laughs> they call it. Ghostbusters. Uh, yeah, no, I just, I think because it was, Ash and I I'll talk about favorite movies. You know, the, the list is in flux all the time. And I was just like, I think it's, it's got to be Ghostbusters because it's a movie I loved as a kid. And it holds. And it holds up. And then when we moved to New York, I was like, I haven't watched Ghostbusters in a decade, probably. Right. So then rewatching it, it is A, still as good as I remember as a kid, but also through the prism of, like, it's these guys are just sketch comedians. Mm-hmm. And they decided they're friends and they wanted to make a movie. So it was like, fucking awesome, cool. Mm-hmm. So it then doubles down on being awesome. And then just like rewatching it now later, writing stuff and doing more things that aren't necessarily comedy, but it is like the perfect balance for me. Like I was like my sensibilities, like it's funny, but it is like sci-fi. Like it's got, it's not just a one note thing. Like you can't, it's hard. You'd be hard pressed to, it wouldn't, if it came out now, you wouldn't call it a comedy. It's, it's funny. It's more along the lines of a Marvel movie now. Yeah. Oh, that's a great comparison. I put it because it's I would, an action yeah. movie with jokes. Yeah, absolutely, and and cool um, effects and yeah, yeah, sci-fi like you said. I would put it's it like up Guardians there. of the Galaxy. Like it is so hard to make such an absurdist concept feel viable. Two movies yeah. that do it epically well would be mm-hmm. Ghostbusters and for my money which this one fluxes for me for like just perfect movie. It's not a perfect movie. This is Back to the Future might be yes. a perfect yep, yep. movie. Oh, easily. But Ghostbusters yeah. is exactly like you said right up there. It hits all those marks and the signifier is you could watch that movie as a kid when it came out and be blown yeah. away and you can watch it now and be like blown away at how well just that movie, movie fucking holds up and it's still funny i agree with that and it doesn't there. and there's very few things in that movie that really like that's kind of how you, like if you look watch an old movie and you're not taken out of it because it's like the fact that they don't have cell phones mm-hmm. or like the internet like they have computers they have technology but nothing is hinged on like, man, if he just had a cell phone, they really would have got rid of Gozer. No, that right. wouldn't fucking matter. It still would all happen the same way. It's just, a, yeah, it's, and then we've been, it, they used, it used to be on Netflix, the old Ghostbusters cartoon. Oh, I remember. Um, So we would show it to Harvey when she was little and just rewatching that, that cartoon is really solid. I remember watching it. The cartoon it. is really better than it. I remember. Uh, old Garfield voice himself. Yep. Poor man's Bill Murray. And didn't you tell me that uh, Ernie Hudson auditioned for the role of Winston and they were like, no, no, no. Like they in gave the it, cartoon? It, yeah. And they gave it to Arsenio Hall. I didn't know. I did know a little bit of something about that as well as. Like um, he wouldn't give him the part. <laughs> that was him. Ernie just never got the respect he deserves. Uh. Different movie, probably just as good because Rick Moranis hits it out of the park. But that part was specifically written for John Candy. 
Oh, the uh, his Gatekeeper. part, the key master? Yeah, or key master, yeah. That's John Candy's I part. cannot see John Candy doing that part. I, it's a different wavelength. Picture, be... no, Rick Moranis is fucking perfect. John Candy would have played it, and I don't... It might have been too absurd. He would have played it like he played the security guard in National Lampoon's yes. Family Vacation. He'd be too pitiful. Because yeah. <laughs> it's John Candy doing that is John Candy punching down. Because normal John Candy, you can just tell. Like, that's why he's a fucking movie star. He's just fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. And he's fun to be around. He just seems like a funny, groovy, cool dude. He doesn't have, like, that twitchy energy. Mm-hmm. He's just like, that's why he was such a great dad. Because he's not, like, a grumpy dad. He's, like, the cool dad. Right. And even him in Home Alone, cool guy. Even Dell. Dell's cool guy. Dell's amazing. Kind of yeah. behind the times, but a little out cool of guy. Rick Moranis, he he comes up. He can come up and do it, because I'm sure Rick Moranis is a, 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 an amazing human being. But his, he had something going on. You know, like, his take on it was he's not afraid to hit on Dana Barrett. Right. Because he knows his worth. Yeah. He's like, I'm fuck, I'm cool guy. I'm throwing a party. His internals don't match his externals. It's perfect. Yeah. That dance he and does. Even the, that <laughs> dance and that girl so that. fucking good. Yeah, the girl the, at the, the party that wants broad. to. Yes. As a kid, I was like, this guy's got it all. Yeah, I, that part as a kid didn't compute with me because of what society was. I wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't caught up. I was like, why does nerd have sexy nerd chick and he doesn't to... care about sexy chick? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yeah. I can't compute. Uh, so good. Good call. All right. So far, so good. Number three, favorite jerk classic. Favorite jerk practice sketch mm-hmm. and why? Meg's beautiful answer. Sakamagundi, comma. Mm-hmm. Was he even in that one? It's like he's <laughs> fucking Sakamagundi. Uh, I can go to myself. Uh, I think it was it's Moonbase because we did it a ton. Mm-hmm. Costumes yeah. kept getting crazier. And... The uh, variables for it, whether we were going to get steamed out or if it was going to flop from the first second, just just sitting through it. So I was thinking that one just because of repetition. Uh, Let me see. What do I got? I got Hendy, George Washington v. Delaware. uh, Because you got the blue snow pants. He says, come on. It's got wrestling and blue blue snow pants. And then Ash, I love. The, if you're not a JP fan, you're 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 lost here. Uh, Ash urinal or sketch urinal because it's oh, she's very very um, honest here because it's so melodramatic and staged differently. There you go. Yeah. Well, any of us hit? Any of us hit? Oh man, two. Yeah, Meg got it because my two answers were Fucking I had Sakamagundi. Nice. Even though I wasn't in it. <laughs> I did Sakamagundi and Urinal. Sakamagundi wow. or Urinal. It's like a close. Because those were always the most fun to do. Sure. And they never really bombed. They just never. It just. You had a cold audience. We're ahead of the but time. when they hit, they hit. Hard. Absolutely. Like they're probably the some of the more accessible bits of nonsense we put up. Like Moonbase. I absolutely love Moon Moonbase. But. That target just kept moving. We kept moving that target for ourselves. That's this kept getting we... weirder and stranger, and that the concept. Is... 
and that Love would it, kill. That would kill. That's one of the few sketches we got to bring that it back. It's Bezos only now. If it went off, well, not only, but that sketch could easily kill. You could dig and come back out. You can dig yourself yeah. out, which which is beautiful because that baby could go sideways. And then there were so yeah. many variables to that sketch that you could just you, it could pop right out of it. Was the last time we did it the time we wore the trash bag? I think it's so suits? hot. Lost lost a couple pounds. That, that was, was our so that was fun. our American History Jerk show. Oh, so of man. course it was July yeah. in New York, basement black box theater, no fans, no AC, oh, and fun. the stage stage lights were what would you say three feet above our heads? It's a pretty tight little stage for sure. <laughs> Damn, your wife is running away with it. I love it. That's, uh, and that's then I had, so those were my oh, two first, oh. and then second was, second place is anything Crypt Keeper. What? Wait, 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 wait. But did you not read yours? No, I did read mine in Moonbase, but hold on to that. Nice, nice. Yeah, so nice. I was like, and that was just, I always loved any chance too. to write those characters that Favorite. were not ours, but we made them ours. Those were the best characters the EC. to write. Oh my god, I can't believe I've never told you about this. I think it's still on YouTube. Um, last fall, they have a... It's a crappy version of it. It's a British movie made by one of my favorite horror studios, Hammer. Okay. Hammer Studios in England. They made a Vault of Horror movie. Really? Like, had the rights to it movie? Yeah, at the time they made it. It you got to if it's still up there, you got to watch it because they do such a good job of that. They don't have the vault keeper in it, but and it's the same thing. Classic Tales from the Crypt. For anybody who doesn't know, we're referring to the EC Comics series. There was Tales from the Crypt, which they made into the HBO show Vault of Horror and the Haunt, Haunt of, of Fear. Fear, and they were all just three. Two to three stories each issue. Some were more gruesome, and some were more like horror based. But Vault of Fear was one, and that they made it a movie. It's like a horror based um, uh, uh, Twilight, Twilight Zone. Zone. So good. Which everybody should uh, check it out. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> they are. They think. I don't know if they think, but they're pretty sure that uh, uh, the host of, of that just ripped off a ton of EC comics. Oh, to make Rod Twilight Sterling? Zone, Rod Serling, yeah, I'm sure. Some of them are original, but there are a lot that I had read some okay, read an article, and they were like, "Yeah, he just read these comics, and no one was going to catch him because comics are trash." Yeah, that's it. If you're, if and you, he's on TV, and he's got a deadline. Yeah, if you're so, the first, if you like Twilight there, Zone, you're gonna love yourself some. So yes, Crypt Keeper. Nice. I I'm totally on board with that. Classic ego question. Besides the jerk practice, of oh, course. course. Favorite all-time sketch troupe, and why? But uh, mm-hmm. we, uh, Mag, I don't know any others. Boom. Oh, thanks, Mag. There you go. Uh, I went Mr. Show. Mm-hmm. I think specifically for us, it was right when we were getting into it, into sketch. We were very obsessed with the idea of interstitials. Oh, and 100%. connecting, and that's where yeah. Mister Show, among many reasons, was a focus. So I went Show for that very small reason. Henning, I think, went Show. Mister Show, Henning says obviously, or Kids in the Hall, but you can't have both. Come on, 
And your wife says kids in the hall due to the weirdness. And she says, if you say Monty Python, you're a liar. (laughs) Uh, I said Mr. Show. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. For all the reasons to be expected. Yeah. And I think it's because like, I remember I love Monty Python and kids in the hall and watch them whenever and wherever I could find them as a kid mm-hmm. and then revisited them after we decided to start doing sketch comedy. Um, and they're awesome. Like it's hard to choose, but I, th- I have to say Mr. Show because it's so directly influenced how we went about creating it. Mm-hmm. I think it's closer. It's closer to the beginning. Whereas the other two have that sort of haze of childhood and remembrance and other things attached to them. And and it's in that time of when, like, oh, that's on TV. You can't do that, you know. So there's that, like, connection. It just seemed so far away. Right. And maybe it's because you found Mr. And Mr. Show was on when I was in middle school, early high school. So it's not like. Found it later. But found it in that time, like right when the DVD collections came out. So I felt the connection because it's like, no, we're doing. They did. They were under. And that's the whole story about like HBO buried the show and moved the show around. So you just get caught up in that like punk rockiness of them. Like Bob Odenkirk is the the greatest. He's amazing. The greatest, and he's currently responsible for the greatest sketch of 2021. I'm telling you guys, I gotta, gotta see show. this Odenkirk sketch on um, Tim Robinson's show. Just seek it out. It is Odenkirk top of his game. And for anybody that knows comedy, that means it's stellar. That's a lot. Casey, you're in Columbus, Ohio. 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 But... Besides that, what place on earth would you like to live? What a stupidly phrased question. Where would you like to live? And this includes any comic or literary or fantastic universe. I got a good fucking answer here. I think you're going to wish you said my answer. But first, Meg, first deep breath and sigh, because I think she's like, I'm fucking over talking to my husband. Um, (laughs) She literally literally started doing, for any Mr. Show fan, (laughs) <laughs> change recorder change recorder um and then she had a good one she said uh wherever the mall is in mall rats oh in that's a great one it's not bad uh your let's see hendy uh conan universe which is good conan universe uh as long as you get to be the barbarian and not a dirty wizard treacherous wizard good good uh ashley it's very plain Evansville, Indiana. Okay. <laughs> As for myself, who knows you best, No Man's Land, Gotham City. Oh, that's doggy a fucking dog. great one. Team up with Flanagan the Rat King, survive, make it through, living in the sewers. What do Try we got? Avoid, avoid old Scarface's gang. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an idiot because I read it too fast. So you said Earth and I went, Space, sci-fi space. <laughs> what earth doesn't? You want to? You want to Bezos? You want to take the old dick rocket into the onto the moon? 
<gasps> oh man, those are all great though. How fun would no man living on tin cans in no man's land? I wouldn't make it a second. Oh, not a chance. Killer Croc would, would step would on me. Be on the end of even the penguin's dirty umbrella up my keister. I'm the guy in the back that's getting shot by the little Tommy gun in the marionette's hand. Yeah. I was just looking for food. Or even what? sadder, you just you just break your leg and die in an abandoned building. What is that initial value? Isn't it? Is it tin cans of food that becomes like the ultimate? Like, uh, I mean, I guess that's the obvious. But I remember Penguin like giving away all these bejewels and riches he had because that oh that, to get like MREs and yes, like, canned that's it. goods. Yes, and he hoarded them. He started hoarding them, right? So he started yeah. hoarding hoarding all the food. So he became the the ruler of the roof, so good. Such a great odd. Holds right. up. Because uh, No Man's Land run. is basically, there's an earthquake. Oh, yeah, I should explain it. Yeah. That disconnects Gotham City from Earth, America. The, the world, yeah. So it's basically like the movie Escape from New York. So yeah. all the bridges break and go down, and then for whatever reason, the U.S. government's like, oh, great, Gotham City's a shithole. Just yeah, yeah, just let them die. Off. <laughs> so they like put. So basically, the Dark Knight Rises, like that part where you can't come in and out of the city, like that movie is no man's land. Batman and just roving gangs of. It is just yeah. Dark Knight Rises meets Escape from New York. But how fun to be a kid reading comics where they went. This is what it is now. This is DC. Oh yeah, hell yeah! The, everything is integrated. I. This remember when that came out like working at the comic shop we got a some promo stuff with the previews and one of them was a map to promote the storyline and i was just like just you just sit and look at it (laughs) just dream just look at it and dream as some asshole over pogs to your right because you're like oh man killer croc yeah he's probably he's got the aquarium sure sure (laughs) Got it, sure. Oh, of course. You're just so you're taking in the sights of this fake city, and you're like, oh, financial district, yeah, yeah, totally penguin. And then you're like, courthouse, yep, two face, yeah, totally gotta have the courthouse. Where and you're like, but where's the Joker section? He's in, he's in the pipes. <laughs> he's in the wall. Oh man. All right, you're you're back into a place. Uh, we all yep. we all kind of missed that one. You're. Uh, Another geographic. You're on a desert island, kind of the classic mm-hmm. quandary, but we switch it up. Hong Kong. You can only have one comedy prop. What would it be? But you can also have one article of clothing. What would it be? I kind of dress you down here. I um, said it should be some type of water catching receptacle, like a helmet from the presidential fitness Course, test, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, catch water. You do many things with it. But most likely it's that wig off the street that we had Greg wear without his knowledge. And he probably still doesn't know. <laughs> yes, the soiled Garen wig. Uh, clothes, those ripaway jeans from strippers because they took you so much work to make. You just have it. It's a hand must. Sewn. It's a must to sew and to watch them <laughs> watch them never get to work, never come back together. So, so nightmare. Um Meg, whoopee cushion, and a whoopee, whoopee cushion for both. Uh, Shr- shrug, I hate my, I hate Hans. <laughs> uh, 
Um, <laughs> let's see. What do we got? Uh, Ash is going with your wife. Oop. Skunked you. Blow up doll for company. Oh, that's actually practical and it funny. Is, it is practical. Catch some water in the old between the chest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> between the cheeks. <laughs> Clothing. I love this because it. Gym shorts. Oh, yeah. yeah. Also, sense. for anyone who wants to start a comedy troupe, you can never have too many giant pairs of gym shorts. You don't know how versatile it is in oh, the comedy. That's so scene. true. Superman, you don't need a Speedo. Gym Just shorts. If you're throwing it over a more complex costume for the next sketch, you're just like the guy with big shorts and a big shirt. I've switched it. I wear, um, I don't know what you'd even call them. They're like, they're pre-bought, but they're basically halved jogging. I wear jogging shorts. Let's call them that. That's it. If I got a free, if I, if I don't, if I'm, if I don't have to be at work to get soiled, jogging shorts. Gotcha. You're right. Like uh, sweatpants shorts? Sweatpants shorts. They'll even call, give them my sweatpants shorts. Oh, gotcha. I got a pair of those myself. Very comfy. Um, All right. Where are we at? Uh, I said comedy prop, slide whistle. Ooh. Okay. Don't, I just, it stuck help? me when you went, yeah, like to lure in those seals so I can. Ooh, Make blubber candles. Smart. Uh, and then for comedy ap- apparel, I did uh, long shirt with tasteless pick or slogan. Hmm. All right. Not bad. Not bad. So you can be rescued and they'll be like, I don't think we should. Uh, you know what? Turn that boat around. Don't tip Just your wing. Going. Don't tip your wing. I figured because you get extra shirt, you got more fabric to use for tools and bandage. And cover your sensitive skin. Yeah. So be peeling off. Yeah. And the picture will entertain you. Maybe it has boobs. Sure. So. Sure, of course. Uh, the, that's what I was thinking. The the bikini chest. The classic bikini chest, of course. Butt crack in the back. Or if to, we'll turn it on its head and I've got the back. The bikini back. Ooh. I guess were those two-sided? Front and back? If you had the money for a front and back shirt. Walmart? Just front, <laughs> front. So yeah, Walmart's a total front shirt. If you're going to the uh, if you're going to the uh, the outfitter, maybe you get a front and back or Marcy's you, or whatever. Speaking Mervin's. of tasteless t-shirts, you texted me Big Johnson back, back. Big Johnson COVID. Keep your di- six foot distance. <laughs> oh, I was like, uh, how will I tell? The fuck out of here! Big Johnson is still in business. Um, and I texted. I was like, was that like some rich guy? Like. Google one of those Google guys was like, you know what I like, Big Johnson bringing it back. That's that's why people like the Google guys. They're like, at least I'm giving out Big Johnson shirts and not just flying in my gold Big Johnson. <laughs> Big Johnson to the rocket. Moon. Oh man, uh, this is a twofer. This is a mm-hmm. this is for you on your wife yeah. and your wife on you, but we're all involved. Yeah. So for you. What would be Ash's guilty pleasure and yeah. or soup? And feel free to go ahead and hit us first with that one. I said guilty pleasure was Nick Cage or shitty action movies and 90s sexual thrillers. Nice. And her favorite soup is Nick Cage's bath broth. Ooh, disgusting. I said Nick Cage. <laughs> Mainly the shitty ones. And oh, justifying his actual behavior. 
<laughs> and I got Skyline Chili. <laughs> if it counts. Um, let's see. So now we, uh, well, let's see. No, what did uh, Meg said for Ash reality TV? And very, oh. com- pulling it out with confidence, an Italian wedding. Ooh, Italian, Italian wedding, wedding soup. soup. Yeah. That's the one with, like, the beans and everything. And the balls of, like, meatballs. It had meatballs in it. Ah, meatball soup. Got it. Meatball soup. Ash said that you would say bad TV shows for her, like SVU, mm-hmm. Grey's Anatomy, yeah. or Manifest. I turned on... The first, no manifest offense here, but I was like, all right, manifest, it's got it, Langoliers, it's got everything I probably want. Mm-hmm. I couldn't get past that airport first three minutes and that like voiceover. I oh, could I haven't seen it. any of it. She's like, it's good, bad TV, but she's like, spoiler alert, it gets real churchy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was rough. I was like, oh, okay. So it's not like lost. She's mm-hmm. like, no. I couldn't. I couldn't do it. There's a, yeah, arcs involved, and not of the covenant. Split pea. She said her soup is split pea. Yeah, yeah. Right there, split pea. It's good soup. Uh, but if you're gonna go split pea, go with a. Come on, go with a potato. Uh, she thinks your <laughs> guilty pleasure. Yeah, it has uh-huh. some weight to it. Uh, reading Reddit conspiracy theories. Oh, yeah. And you're not a soup man. You're a chili or a stew man. Oh, yeah. Which is a good, good point. Uh, Meg is thinking Hawaiian shirts, guilty pleasure. <laughs> what, John Candy? I love this. She said, he seems like a chili in a cup kind of guy. Oh, man. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, so it's, true. I was like, that's, that's, that's nothing wrong with that. I was thinking guilty pleasure might be squeezing a pod in when you to discuss Hitler toilets and dildo showers, knowing full well <laughs> that you could be using your time teaching your daughter something beneficial, like Hild- uh, uh, Hitler showers and dildo like about toilets. Hitler showers and dildo, how they can be reversible. Um, <laughs> soup, since bean sandwiches don't count. But what about a salmon fillet, canned pea crock pot of stew? Might not count. But Ooh. I was thinking an Arby's cheese and broccoli man. An add-on oh. soup after the fact. An extra 75 cent. You want to add the soup with your Jamocha shape. Oh, that's true. Shake. I forgot you get the soup. Oh, the most unbalanced meal of all. Remember? Jamocha shake, big Montana, a <sighs> cup of cheddar with a little broccoli on top. And you dip your curlies in. That is, you just named what I would get. A Jamocha shake. Yeah, no, yeah. I'd only get Jamocha because my mom would make me because she'd be like, I just want to sip. I want to sip. <laughs> shit out of that. My half was on the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Big Montana, a cup of broccoli cheese and curlies to dip. That is a fucking great oh, man. meal. I got called out at work. Someone brought up Arby's. And I was like, oh yeah, Big Montana. They're like, they haven't had Big Montana in 20 years. What? <laughs> like, okay. Conversation's oh, over, I guess. <laughs> I would like go I'm there. shamed for my my Big Montana reference. I love that the Big Montana was wasn't just so bigger than thin, normal. Stacked high, but so yeah. they sliced their roast beef so insanely thin. But the thing about a Big Montana is there was so much thinly sliced meat that it had the 
heft of a burger. So it tricked yeah. your brain. Yeah, yeah. You're like, this is deli meat, but there's so much of it. It's like and I'm eating a just... heart. No, it's like if you had 10 packs of Carl's Budding yes. roast beef. Mm-hmm. And then just slathered in, in horseradish and barbecue. Don't so ask, it's the messiest thing in the world. Don't ask anybody that's worked at Arby's what those, what that beef comes from. Yeah. Or do. You'll Isn't... enjoy it. It's a log. Or not a it's log. It's a living liquid. liquid. Yes. yes. It's the mother. It. You got to take it from the mother. and It's a bag of liquid it. that they have to put into a certain temperature. Basically, like, they have to sous vide slop into a form. <laughs> got to hit slop. it right. Otherwise, it'll come alive. Sous vide slop. That's what they should name there. It would be more artsy. What do we got, Case? Anybody get close? Yeah, kind of close. It was, uh, like, reading old comics on my phone. But the other half of the time, if I'm on my phone, I am, in fact, reading Reddit Conspiracy or Reddit Occult. Both very entertaining. Uh, And then soup. I just was like, nothing thin. Got to be hearty. Chili stew. All right. Yeah. Are those soup adjacent? Is this like the hot hot dogs, a sandwich, is chili a soup? I'm sure people have had the argument for ages. If it's a spoon, it's a soup. Uh, no, nah, like because you can eat a lot of stuff with a spoon. If it's a spoon and it can slip off the sides, I'm going to say that's a that's category. We make crockpot stuff all the time, and it always starts soup. But then I'm always like, you got to have put some tomato, put some you know potatoes. You need some carrots. Oh yeah, you need a little. Bit. And then it's just it's just a hot bowl of wet. You fill stuff. it. You fill it so full. Fill it. Corn. When beans. you put the top on, you're like, when <laughs> any of this liquid evaporates, I'm going to have a loaf. Honey, this, this cooks down. Loaf, a soup. Don't loaf. worry about it. It'll cook down. It'll break down. Never. The beans absorb. They just get bigger and bigger. Here, give me one sec. I gotta run to the bathroom. Give me sixty cool. seconds. Think of your answers. Got it. Back, baby. Didn't even wash my hands. Too excited for the quiz. (laughs) Uh, Classic. This this goes back to our Portland experience. Number eight. Your lover has contracted a company to record your last dying breath as well as your last words on vinyl. What will they be? Uh, Your wife said Ash... Van Gehring said, the treasure is buried. Ooh. I wonder if, the, is that based on our last episode? What's going on with the that, Might that nutball? Leave him on Finn? a cliffhanger. Yeah. Leave him wanting more. I have one that, as I read it, doesn't make sense because it's audio. But I have oof-arted, <laughs> O-O-F-A-R-T-E-D. <laughs> and then Meg obviously had one. To which I went, oh, that's good. It makes perfect sense. I love you and there's nothing you can do about it. Oh, that's way better. Who farted? Um, what do you got, uh, Case? Well, you got half of it. Okay. I I said, who farted? Yeah! Dot, dot, dot. No, not you. I'm talking to God. <laughs> perfect. Oh, my God. I'll... I'm taking the first half of that, baby. Oh, thank you. Screw you, Meg, for being thoughtful. Yeah, so thoughtful. And using something we say every week. Yes. Yes. Literally a a life logo. Um, Casey, you're the number one member of the comics community. They've Mm -hmm. decided to commemorate you in statue form. Yeah. What's your statue going to be made out of? And what are you going to be doing? 
Ash had this one, or my wife Meg had this one. <laughs> First of all, this is on me because I didn't think of it. But I said she was thinking hard, and I said, "Say poop." <laughs> I, don't know. I was like, "Oh, that's funny. It's so stupid. It's funny." Uh, she said, "You're going to be made out of colorful yarn." Maybe influenced by what I said. And she said, of course, you're going to be sitting on a toilet. All right. Got it. Got it. Nice. All right. All right. Your wife said, speaking of poop, she said you're going to be made out of trash. (laughs) Uh, But she said that's because that's only what you would say. She doesn't believe that. But yeah. And you'd be shrugging. She says that's because that's what you're saying. The Not great what trash she rug. says, so she gets the best of both worlds. I'm gonna say you're gonna be alongside fellow champions members, Ghost Rider, Iceman, oh Hercules, God. on the UCLA campus, <laughs> made out of a kilned clay that has been slightly destroyed by my kilned piece that I didn't debubble and it exploded. <laughs> and you're gonna either be performing, giving the X Pac or the Hogan flex and point. Oh, that's a good one. To cross, which is a total cross of, uh, obviously. And everyone at UCLA is like, why is this here? What is, why, what's going on? Who is this person? All right. Me? Go for it. Those are all amazing. Excellent answers. All. Uh, I said, standing with foot on globe, sword in the other hand, resting on the shoulder, and an eagle perched on my outstretched forearm. Made out of plexiglass filled with hot dog water. Nice. Yeah, I knew that was. I was. It's so funny. Before you said that, I went. I hope he says the most regal thing ever, and there's no <laughs> irony there. <laughs> what are you talking about? Perfect. Yeah, That's like a hot dog butts uh, and cloudy water. Who's that asshole? I was at the MoMA. Um, not Keith Haring, but he's in the same. Jeff Jeff Koontz, maybe. Um. Anyways, be, it yeah. was just an aquarium. Half full of water with a fucking basketball in it. Ah, oh. fucking perfect, priceless. Uh, it if was you're a... the first one to think of it, I guess. Oh, I mean, I I wish I had done it, but you'd be just like, hey, you're just a bunch of stone. Is that a cat with a swastika on its head? And is that an aquarium with a basketball <laughs> yeah. in it? I guess so. Pay me. I guess it's art. Pay yeah, me. Pay me, bitch. Uh, existential here, Casey. You've discovered that heaven is real, mm-hmm. and the ruler is George Tecumseh Sherman, which is not even his fucking name. Yeah. <laughs> it's William Tecumseh Sherman, but the question stands. What would you like to hear William Tecumseh Sherman say? But I'm sure you commented on my um, error. Uh, as you arrive on the scorched battlefield, that is Heavensburg. Meg's answer is, of course, she just said who? Um, <laughs> Uh, Henning said, the world will little note nor long remember what Sketch Boys bombed here, but it can never forget what Sketch Boys potted here. Again, very, nice, very nice. nice and thoughtful. Ash. What a jerk. My name is William, not George. <laughs> Who the hell let you in here? <laughs> good, good. Uh, oh, did I? I I didn't say mine. What do we got? Because uh, he got shamed by getting his name wrong. No. Wrong shoes, bub. But don't worry, here's a pair. May your ankles forgive you. Is this hell? 
<laughs> oh man, you're so close. I knew it. Uh, my response from Mr. T. Sherman was, "Hope you brought your tuxedo shoes." Nice, because we're hunting raptor. Uh, ooh, nice. That is an afterlife I'd like to be part of. Good answer. Ooh, bonus round right now. Here we go. If we were to go off, Ash and Ash is beating me by a half a point. She's got three and a half. I got three. I forget which one she got point five on, but that's all I was giving her. Um, you got Bundy. Yep. Dahmer. BTK. Mm-hmm. Who are you gonna set free? Who are you gonna arrest? And who are you gonna be murdered by? I got. You're gonna set free Dahmer. It's misunderstood. Mm-hmm. He's got a Midwest mm-hmm. mentality. He's got the manners. Yep. Yep. You're gonna arrest P- BTK because that guy's just the worst. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> murdered by Bundy because uh, if you gotta go you wanna go by a Bundy Andy, Andy, Andy's a hunk Meg said you're gonna set free the Bund you're gonna be murdered by Dahmer and you're gonna arrest BTK because that's dumb his nickname is having a nickname is dumb alright what is Ash gonna say Ash has got you at. She's just straightforward. She says you're going to set free BTK. You're going to arrest Bundy. You're going to be murdered by Dahmer. You're going to have to ask your wife why she didn't explain herself on that. I want to know because I think that is just opposite. Go for it. Let's hear what you got to say. Well, you got it 100%, Hans Freiwald. I fucking knew I it. would free Jeffrey Dahmer. They would arrest BTK. And I would be killed by Bundy. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. The biggest thing was, uh, and again, you were 100% right, BTK is a big piece of shit, and yep. I hate him. Of course. I, I don't like any no, of them, No, they're all pieces of shit. That's, a, that's uh, a obvious. But he's the worst. I agree. Of the three, he's if that's possible, he's the worst. Because when he's not killing people, he's a piece of shit. The other yeah, two, just, when they're not killing people, they had friends. People are kind of like Bundy. They thought he was this rock star, and Dahmer. They're like he's a nice, quiet guy. Nice guy. Yeah. They made movies about people who were friends with both Dahmer and Bundy. Boom. That's how nice they were to be around. If you weren't being murdered by them, obviously. BTK just has a book by his daughter who talks about who how much of a piece of shit he is. Yeah. Uh, and also, I so my thing with Dahmer and BTK was it was like, those two guys are gonna fuck with you. If they get their mitts on you. Oh yeah. Like I don't want to be tortured by BTK. I don't want the, anybody around. You know, like I thought about it. I was like, <laughs> I just get rid of him. Just get rid of him. Take him off the board. And I was like, Bunny will just fucking hit me in the head with a hammer. I was thinking hit you in the head with a log. Yeah. Like, just leave me in the fucking ditch. That's it. Dahmer's going to like take pieces of me home and put me in his fridge. He's going to choke you and breathe life back into you. He's got man. a little heat. He's got the weak grip, so there's lots of choking That's involved. This is a long thing. Plus the pictures that'll be left around of you. That's <laughs> half passed out with my shirt off. Yeah, come on. It's a bad angle, Dahmer. It's a bad angle. Having to explain to the cops years later that you weren't his boyfriend as you were running down the street <laughs> as a quote-unquote zombie, but just with He's my in cousin. Your skull. Oh God! Nice. So yeah, that that was the three. You got it. I had a feeling. Uh, Case, 
What is the favorite JP jerk practice character that you've played? And yeah, and what is your favorite jerk practice sketch that either never saw the stage or you didn't feel saw the stage or screen in the way that you wanted it to? As I hear that last part, I'm like, most of them. Most oh. of them, we just had high expectations. We needed four seasons never to, get, to get them done. Never right. change. Meg, Line, just mm, so many, so many, <laughs> so hard to go through oh. the roster. Uh, <laughs> and I said, we'll just move on to the next question for you, Meg. All right. And your wife, after totally bombing the last question. She said the one with the uh, favorite character, eyeliner and sexy goth costume. That would be from... Oh, man, uh, that's a fucking good one. Mailstorm. Mailstorm, thank you. Video Mailstorm. And then she forgets the name, but she doesn't want to ask you, but it's the one... Oh, she says... This is interesting. She says... She doesn't want to ask you because she doesn't want to give this away because I don't think I'd send you the quiz. Her answer is a sketch that you just found the script for and showed her recently. Oh yes, it was the um, it was uh, verbal sparring. Oh great, nice. We never performed that. We did perform we did. it, but I wrote a version for uh, just tweaked it for uh, like a the shows that she used to do with her uh, college classmates when they were producing like little one off like. Short plays. Yeah, yeah. With urinal, urinal uh, was in one. The first, correct? the first yeah. one was urinal, uh, and it was so fun to watch. It directed and acted by, by no one, Theater. like yeah. that, no one in the troupe. Uh, so I had done a version of verbal sparring for a possible future thing, but it didn't pan out. But she read it like she, and so we. I just was digging through some old shit looking for something, and I was like, I remember when you went through and like beat. Beat sheeted the whole script. <laughs> oh damn! This would have been fun to see. You should send it. I'd love to see it. Um, matter of fact, I write this. I love it. Favorite JP character? Maybe the Crypt Keeper, because it was obviously we talked about already. But mm-hmm. my favorite was just how much fun those ridiculous characters were. The the yeah. the balance between them and Kirby, the groundskeeper. Yeah, we have a video on YouTube. You guys can check it out. Is like one of my favorite. It's so just fun. Favorite meshing of reality and because we absurdity. we basic we played each like we'd mentioned earlier. The, there was a crib keeper, the vault keeper, and then the haunty witch. Mm-hmm. And we played each played one of them. Hans was the witch, which was always the most fun because <laughs> it was always uh, you were always able to outwitch the last version of the witch. So yes. it just got even more witchier. Uh, so the the premise was we all tell tales from the crypty creepy stories, stories with a with a hook at the end, you know, like the hook hand on the door, the classic. And then yeah. we the premise was we're all huddled in a crypt, telling these spooky stories on Halloween. And then Mitch plays Kirby, the groundskeeper, who's always butting in to grab a rake, basically ask, like Mark Borchard, basically. Yeah, just popping in like, what's that story? Not afraid of anything. Stepping we're, on the, we're the creep, creep lines. And of course he tells us a reality, which is his He tells us an actual he, he chilling was story. By a neighbor boy. Oh, it's so fucking good, that sketch. Or I was going to say Cool Santa from our Christmas show, because that cool Santa, can't oh, be. Yeah, cool, cool Santa, Santa was always. so fun. 
Um, the sketch or iteration, I gotta say B squad because we put mm-hmm. a year's worth of work and rehearsals for it to get two nights and a mat day. That was such a bummer. I thought, um, uh, or Satan's Helpers, because I almost feel like we didn't oh, even do shit. that one on stage, ever. We never performed that one. You're right. Holy I, crap. I still have that script on my board. Literally, I could turn my camera. It's on my uh, my uh, pushpin board right now. It's a physical That was script. always one that was in the, 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 old, the old CRISPR. Always. It was always can. tinkered with and always like. Each version got a little bit better, a little bit clearer, but we, who knows? We never performed it, so I have no idea if any versions were good, let alone the tenth version. I was thinking it's amazing, like that anything didn't get performed when we were just fucking hammering so many sketches out each week because we insisted we had to do that. Um, was that was that Andy. me answering? Yeah, uh, I said for characters, favorite characters, Chief and Sacamagundi. Mm, yeah, guns. It was always fun. Makes sense. Or, so fun. Uh, the bank, the bankster banker in Glory Hole. I was thinking Glory Hole too. Yeah, just because yeah. they're they're very similar characters. I always enjoyed being scream the screamy person. Sure, because it is not me in real life. So it was. I found that being the loud person who yells at people on stage was the perfect pressure valve for me as a person. Actually, yeah, that is perfect, right? And just... so I always enjoyed being the crazed rage monster characters because it's not ever something I have done. I have yelled at people, but and it's perfect, like in tandem with like an elevated character I play because there's some reality there. Where it's just like just fucking hammer that shit down. I, it was good. That was a really fun sketch. Yeah, those two were, and again, like much like the ur- urinal, like they always worked. Always that sketch if is we had one a, sketch if I we can had a always think audience. of that hit every fucking time, every yeah. time that hit. Yeah, and that's not bragging because that literally in saying that you we can say every yeah. other sketch either hit or didn't. So yeah. it's good to have one in the in the bag. Uh, and then the one I said I always wanted to see because it randomly just popped in my head the other day, and I was like, that was so much fun. We never got, it never became fully realized, but it was uh, the Sandusky Boys and Mitch playing Ditch Digger. Such a great fucking Which was just bit. like an early outlined idea I had for Anthony gets pulled into a, he goes into a junk shop and gets sucked into an old, basically, knockoff Nintendo. You... So the show is just him interacting with these old Nintendo games. It's very much like Wreck It Ralph, which just gonna I say saw you... so many years later, and yeah. I was like, "Holy Fucking shit, a, that's right kind there. of the idea." That's what I was. So they were all too. knockoff versions. Like our version of Mario Brothers was the Sandusky Boys, so they were like these Polish Polish, Polish cousins that, that what fight if, lizards. They weren't plumbers, right? What were they? Yeah, construction <laughs> guys. They're car- like carpenters or Contractors. something. And then the my favorite part was I wrote this little monologue for Mitch, and it was based on those like those old arcade games that were just professions. Yeah, like there's like a lumberjack one. The most famous one is root beer tapper yep. or tapper. You yep. just play a bartender, and that's the game. You just serve people, serve beers. 
So the idea was this game was called Ditch Digger, and you just play a character that digs ditches, and you earn pancakes. So good. And so it's just him describing this very simple game where you dig ditches and then eat pancakes, and it's just the cyclical sort of purgatory. So it was just Mitch sitting on a stump smoking a cigarette, very intensely describing like this hellish life that he lives of, you get a big breakfast, and then what happens? Well, then you die. <laughs> you dig a ditch. Big breakfast. Dig a digger, bigger die. ditch. <laughs> yeah. And then you die. Yeah, that is so simple and perfect. Are we, Case, uh, we are, technically I'm up on Ash by half a point. Let's see. Yeah. Last question. Gotta be about the pod. What is your favorite business idea, trademark? That we have ever come up on with on the JP podcast. Uh, Meg, I mean, this goes without saying. Why would I yeah. know that? I've never listened to your podcast. <laughs> this is perfect. I should say verbatim. Why would I know the answer to that? I don't listen, but you've probably had a million and they're all terrible. So that's Meg. <laughs> Thanks, wife. Um, uh, your, your wife, your supportive wife. Human car is the best. And I'm going, we we got dong-dipped everything, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, but also there's hundreds that I couldn't even possibly begin I, to remember. Yeah. Um, so I this had one to go was recent, hard. And I had to go either dildo showers, but my real answer had to be adult double dare, dare to dream. Oh man, that was good. Uh, you had it with your first guess. I did d- boob slash dong-dipped whiskey. Yes! Boom! Because I... I could not recall anything else. It no, wouldn't get so out of the hard. way it's in my so brain. Hard. Yep, I'm right there And with I you. knew there were legit ideas that are like, those are actually really good ideas. And I couldn't, one of them. Not the a double dare one. thing, completely, just. Oh, it's a wasteland up there. Ding, ding, ding. Tell your wife. Dong dip brain. She better start paying more attention to you. <laughs> I got it. She better jump on the pod. And Meg could listen, could could do herself a favor to listen yeah. to an episode or two. Happy Throw belated likes birthday! Our way. Thank you, sir. Thank I'm you for the, the quiz. JP this was very quiz. fun. Nice. It's a very very lovely fortieth gift. And for yeah, obviously, uh, doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say I think I have some stuff on here I missed, but we got it. It is perfect. Um. Well, I'll leave you with one last one last thing I saw today on our way driving around, and I was like, "These four words together are the slow escalation of just." I was like, "This is the worst combination of words together." <laughs> She's like, "What are you talking about?" I was like, "Okay, it, it's just a family, vacation, Bible, school." Oh my god. <laughs> Because all I could see was, like, your dad promising you a vacation, you get in the car, he turns the corner, and you're at church. And he's like, family vacation Bible school. It should be the name of a death metal band or a punk band, because it is, that's, like, I I was like, this, yeah, this thing. It should be the name of Wes Anderson's next movie. (laughs) That's right, that is a perfect movie name. Family vacation Bible school. That's great. I love it. Well, maybe so that's... ruminate on that. Everybody. It may, it may have to be a JPOS in the might future. Might have to be your last dying breath on vinyl. <laughs> Family, Family vacation. vacation. Bible, Bible school. school.
I love it. All right, well. Love you guys, and there's nothing you can do about it. Family Vacation Bible School. Jerk practice, jerk practice. Sketch boys love to reminisce, yeah. This video may contain content not suitable for younger viewers. My ghosts and ghouls, are you prepared? Prepared to be scared? Because I have a terrific terror tale to tell to you tonight! <laughs> Welcome and beware. What should I say? Welcome and be scared! <laughs> For I am the keeper of the Vault of Horror. I shall regale you with the ghost-frightening tale of them all. Greetings, we meet again. Remember me? I'm the old witch from the haunted fear. <laughs> Tonight I've brewed a terror tale for you in my cauldron. I've cooked up a chiller Your bones will shake and quake as I spin tales of fright. Have you guys seen that, uh... G.D. Hedge Trimmer. I can't seem to... Gary! Also, I'm looking for my leaf blower. Yes, this is Kirby. The ghastly groundskeeper here at the Tomb of the Damned! <laughs> no. But, uh, I have been head groundskeeper here at the Municipal Cemetery going on 11, 12 years now. Kirby, go away! You are about to concoct a truly spine-tingling thriller! <laughs> As the content steam gaze into the vapors... Did I mention that I am a senior groundskeeper at the Municipal Cemetery here? Yep. Oh, seen a lot of stuff. Well... Hey kids, welcome to Kirby's Corner. Remember... Kirby! Sorry, sorry. To the Vault of Horrors! For I, the Keeper of the Vault, will relate to all of Boo, one of my finest chillers, the curse. We go to the home of John and Wilma Craig. John is preparing to go to a masquerade. I found it! It's always the last place you look, huh, fellas? Kirby, you're ruining my chiller! No, 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 it's a good story, it's a good story. I especially uh, like the part about the, uh, the hook hand. Heavy! Go away! Now, let me ladle out another wickedly wild, vile tale. The thing from the grave. In a cemetery much like this one, the earth began to shake on an unmarked... Boom! Ah! <laughs> Sorry, guys, I couldn't resist. I don't know what got into me. Just feeling frisky, I guess. Hmm? Welcome to the crypt of terror. So lay back in your coffins and tuck in your shrouds, for I have a terror tale entitled 
Imagine. There's two made of skin. That'd be scary. If it was skin. <laughs> well, it looks to me, kids, like Kirby thinks he has a more gut-wrenching chiller than any of us. No, no. Well, uh, it was the summer. Every year my family and, uh, and I would go on vacation with our neighbors, the Wilsons. And uh, they had a boy, he's about my age, 10 years old, just like me, Ricky. Ricky and I were playing around, Davy Crockett or something. Now, we were up on a rock. I slipped and fell, hit my head. And I woke up and there was just this heaviness in my chest. I opened my eyes and uh, Ricky was sitting on me. He'd uh, pulled down my jeans and was trying to take off my underwear. He saw that I was awake and uh, got pretty scared and ran off in the woods. Yeah, you know, Ricky was in out of trouble most of his life after that. He was too small for prison. They'd beat him up and everything else. So eventually he committed suicide on his fourth try. But, um, yeah, one day I got a letter in the mail. It was from Ricky. I don't have the courage to open it up. Can't do it. Every now and then I uh, wake up in cold sweat in my bed. Heaviness on my chest, you know? And I look around the room and all I, uh, all I can see is uh, a ghost. A ghoul? Please be a shanty. Nope. Just you know, guilt. Chilling thriller. Hey, who wants to get a drink? Huh? And we'll see you all again, kiddies. We'll see you all again real soon.